Hi there. For this week, instead of continuing the campaign, and also instead of having just another quick one to two minute pause put up, I'm going to give a little insight into how I introduce new players into the campaign. And that insight for today is going to be creating their character. It's easier than ever, and it keeps getting easier as the technology keeps on being more and more helpful. Now there's all sorts of apps and sites to be able to streamline creating your character, along with just, in general, the system having easier character creation. So the first thing to know is that the source that I use for my players is a site called Dungeon Master's Vault. It's really easy and free. So whenever you go to the site, you would just create your account, log in, and it keeps everything saved on your local browser. So make sure that you always have your same computer or save everything in a file and keep that file. To be able to start on your character, a first thing to know is that for the campaign that we're in, for this real play that you've been listening to, I have people only enable a couple of the sources, with the sources being the default source, the player's handbook, the Sword Coast Adventurer's Guide, and Xanathar's Guide to Everything. I keep it limited to those so that players have options without being overwhelmed by mountains of races and sub-races. This gives them variety while still keeping it fairly simple. So the way that this character builder works is just start up the builder and it streamlines it straight into a one, two, three, four order. You start with the race and then class, then your feats and scores, then background, then proficiency, and then spells and gear. And your description I like is not in the same line of creation as the mechanics, because you can either do mechanics first and character second, or character first and mechanics second. So separating the two out is really helpful for realizing that both are viable orders. And a tip that I give my players, if they're unsure of the class that they want, is to just think about a background that they want to play out. Remember that it's fiction, it's your fantasy, so go with whatever you're wanting for it to be. On the other side, if you already know the playstyle that you want, then just find whatever style and then let the mechanics help you in the story. So I'm going to go in the order of letting the mechanics work on the background. My character background is going to be written after the character build, and I'm going to make it where I have to put minimal thought into the background, and it's going to be just based off of the mechanics. And I'm doing it in this order because most of the new players have had that issue with not being able to do background first and build second. So if I go in the same order as them, hopefully I can explain 
the process and they can try to emulate it. Alright, first order is race and what is the thing that I'm wanting to do? Well, looking at the list of all these different races, it a gnome sounds pretty interesting, so I'll pick gnome. And I see that in its information, it has a bonus to intelligence, which I might use for picking the class, or I might not. And then going into sub-races, the ones that we have enabled, two of them offer dexterity, and one offers constitution, which again might be a thing that we make the build geared towards, and it might not. So I'll pick Rock Gnome, because that sounds pretty interesting. Okay, so we've picked our race and sub-race, and we're going to move on to the class. So what do we want for our fantasy to be? Well, looking at the list, well, these seem pretty cool. I am going to pick a druid. And at this point in the campaign, everyone is level four, so I'll go on and bump it up to level four. And at level four, it also lets us increase the health points, the hit points, the HP, and I'm going to pick average for all of them. We're sticking to average because I do not want for players to have really bad rolls and end up with substantially less health than people with good rolls. Remember that it's pretty much new players. I don't want for it to be a bad first experience because of bad rolls. We're going to do average just so we can keep it simple and keep everything at a flat level. Now at the circles. The druid circle is the specialization of the class, and every class makes their pick in their first few levels. And now the circles, it can get complicated, because different specializations of every class have different levels of complexity. And to pick the circle, I can look around online, type in the different circles, and then do some research, or I can go by what sounds really cool. Or I can pick and then look further in the build to see what they have to offer. A thing to know for the particular site that we're using is that whenever you pick the circle or path or whatever it is, you see on the left side is the option that you picked and the right side is your character list, your character sheet. And in that, on the right side, you hit features and that will show you all of the special things that you're circle that you picked gives you, but for the option that is a bit more in-depth of doing some research, I have an Excel sheet that I keep to be able to keep track of the easier, easier to learn, more new player friendly classes and subclasses and specializations. And for Druid on my list, it looks like dreams and land are ones that tend to generally be agreed as being pretty simple in comparison to others of the class. So I'm going to say, huh, people say dreams is good with healing. That sounds fun. Healing is pretty nice. So we'll go with dreams. And that right side that I talked about earlier with features, it updated to have a new feature for picking dreams 
which gives us the ability to give some heals to people. So it's nice to be able to just have a free little health boost at level 2 without any uh, spell slots needed. Next along in the line, the ability scores and feats. And I will let you know that I have my players do point by. That way, people are all able to have responsibility for their build's power. And they can customize it as they like. No one's going to have a bunch of unlucky rolls, and no one's going to have a bunch of incredible rolls. Everyone's going to be at a specialization that they choose. It's going to be easier to balance everything. So we're going to just assign points. You can assign them however you want. The players can assign them in whatever order they want. You can pick whatever it is that your class specializes in or something completely different. It's all up to the player. And between ability score improvements and feats, I would say to pick a feat. I allow feats and encourage them. So through the list, the player can just look up to see what it is that they're wanting to add in. And after you have finished with assigning your points and giving yourself your feet, you can move along in the list to the background. And this is the furthest that you will have to do for the background without going in depth. This part of the background is a purely mechanical one and not actually something that's going to be helpful for your DM with their story. So in this background, it has your alignment, which does not matter at all. Just, I tell my players to go neutral. The alignment system is not generally going to be a great thing for especially newer players. It can be kind of helpful for people to be able to at a glance say, okay, this character I'm trying to have them do this particular mindset in general. But for people that have less experience playing, just set it neutral and forget it. Play whatever you're wanting to play. But what is important is the background section of the background, where you pick something like criminal or folk hero or spy. Just sort through, see which one has something that you think sounds really cool. You can either go and look to see what their specialties are and what they offer for proficiencies or background improvements. So just looking at this list, I'll just zoom through and pick Hermit. We have a Druid, so Druid doesn't hang around with the people. We'll say this one doesn't. We'll say this is a druid that likes just to be out enjoying the nature. Next in the list, proficiencies. Your first set of proficiency pickings will be based on your class. And for our two druid proficiencies, we're going to look around and look at the information to see what stat that it's based off of, along with a quick little bit of a write-up for what you would use it for. 
and remember with your proficiencies to try to keep in mind what they're useful for so you are not just using perception for everything. Speaking of perception, that's on here, so we'll go on and do it because it is a nice general skill. And then we'll do animal handling. We already said in the other page, hermit away from people, so animal handling. There's bound to be some animals. And for languages, we would look through this list and just either pick something that sounds really cool or something that you think might end up being somewhat common. Looking through the list, I'll say, how about Elvish? It usually is a somewhat common or important race in fantasy, and usually it's something that can be friendly, so we'll try to make it where we're able to talk with friends. And moving right along, we have our spells to pick. This might take some time, or it might not. Just try to choose what you think will be helpful for either you personally or for your party overall. Since we are from the Circle of Dreams, we had the goal of trying to be a bit of a healer, so we'll go for things that are a bit more team supporty. But those exact spells are not really necessary for this build, since it is going to be a thing that is purely based on what you think is good. And the last of these uh, steps in this line is equipment. And for equipment, we're going to scroll past all the green marks to the red marks, because red is what you are supposed to pick based on your starting class and character build. And we'll see that as a druid, we get to pick a focus. And looking at all these focuses, we'll say a totem. That sounds like a little nifty thing to use. More interesting than a wand or a staff. And then we get to pick a equipment pack. And for that, we'll say explorer. We can keep on going in that line that we had before of a hermit away from people doing some exploring. And for our weapon, we'll say a simple melee weapon. And for that simple one, we'll just look through here. And you could look at the weapon list if you want to, to pick something that has the highest value. But we're just going to hit club. We'll say they picked up a chunk of wood somewhere and kept rolling with it. And then you also get to pick to have another weapon or a shield. And we'll say a shield, because... Why not? And after all of those are filled out, all of your red marks are gone. At this point in the campaign, I am letting my players go up to the weapons and adding in a weapon of plus one value because that is where most of our players are at. Most of our players have picked up a plus one weapon. And you can tie how you got that weapon in to your background, if you so wish. I heavily encourage it. So for that magic weapon, we're going to say that it's it's a club plus one. We'll keep with the chunk of woods. So that's our character build. That is the mechanical part of the character build. We followed the list. We picked 
the race, the class, the subclass, the scores and feats, the background, the alignment, the proficiencies, the language, the spells, and the equipment. These are all just parts of your character. And now we can go to the other line of description. And for that description, you have the name, age, sex, height, weight, hair, all of the physical descriptions, all of those things purely up to player. You can try to randomize, you can do whatever you want to do for that. You can make it look like you or look like something completely different. In this list for the description, it does have a very helpful order to be able to try and brainstorm with a personality trait, personality trait, ideals, bonds, and flaws. Those are pretty useful for being able to brainstorm fleshing out your character. So for our first trait, we can actually just copy our background because Hermit is a very descriptive trait. So we can say that their trait is that they're very hermit-like. They enjoy solitude away from civilization. And then we can think about our second personality trait, where we will look back at proficiencies and look through here, see if they have anything that we can try to link into another trait, which maybe. Maybe we could separate animal handling out and make that part of a trait and say that the trait is that they're tender-hearted for animals. Or look at their medicine and say that they have a general caring for things. Or perception and say that they're always on the lookout. Just little things. It doesn't have to be too in-depth, and you can leave it blank if you want to. It's just to try and help you with thinking up the background. So to actually start on the full big part of the background, we're going to look back at our character in general. And now we're going to look at how the campaign is and how your DM is. So you're going to ask your DM, can you tell me about gnomes in your world? And for this world, it would be gnomes have been found at an island and in the big city, and a couple of them have been found just out in the world at large. Somewhat rare, but there are some. So we'll say, huh, island. Is this uh, island heavily developed? And listeners would know that the island was not heavily developed. It was a small little village that just kind of had a bit of trading going on. And for this particular character we put together, that would very heavily set off the idea of, okay, that's a great starting point. We can say this island is part of an island chain, if the DM would allow it to be part of an island chain. And this druid is from one of the islands that's less populated than the one that was explored. Or they are from that island, they're just from a different corner of it, where the players did not go to. So that's the first part of our character's background. They're a gnome from the island of gnomes, or islands of gnomes. 
and they have either reached the big city or they're still on the island, depending on when the players are introduced to them. For this, it's going to be a bit of coordination with the DM for the final say of how your background is. It also is going to be dependent on where in the story you join in. So we'll say our gnome, the druid gnome from the Island of Gnomes, there were not very many magical gnomes there that our players saw. So we'll say that the gnome kept to himself away from the others, leaning heavily into that hermit background. Which, as I said before, this is just a thing of letting mechanics, stuff from the mechanics section, heavily drive what our background is. Even if it's just clinging on to one of the points. So we're going to say that it's a gnome who has been living on the islands and tried to avoid being around with all of the other gnomes too terribly often and especially tried to avoid being around the shore whenever boats came. And then for them to be able to be part of the circle of dreams, we can use that to flesh out our background and say, hey, this circle has a basic description of this character is at a magical place. They are from somewhere that has a heavy connection to magic. So it can be the island. Maybe that's part of why the players ran into some weird stuff there. Or we can make up a new part and say that there's a corner of heavy magic that he gravitated towards. And after spending some time there, was able to develop an affinity, and that affinity helped for him to join the Circle of Dreams. A druid, Circle of Dreams, gnome, island. And we can continue to flesh out this character that we have established so far is from the gnome island and enjoyed spending a lot of time at a magical corner of it away from a lot of people. We can further flesh it out with the language section and say, huh, we picked elvish. Elves are generally considered fairly magical. We can ask the DM if there's the chance that whenever he was in the circle of dreams, in the magical space, doing meditations or anything like that, is there a chance that elves interacted and that after spending enough time being magically connected with them, he rubbed off, he had some of their language rubbed off onto him, which the DM might say yes or might say no. If it's yes, then okay, that's what it is. It's just a quick thing of, we have established that it's a gnome from the island, magical island, they like the magical place, and the magic is far-reaching to people of various backgrounds. Doing things like that also can help the DM to get some ideas for fleshing out their world, which is always nice. So we have went more in depth with the 
language. Now you can go a bit further into fleshing out some other parts, like for the backgrounds, a lot of them also have a little paragraph in the features section about something that can heavily encourage your background thought. Like for the Hermit, it's the feature of discovery, which pretty much just sums up as you've had some great epiphany. And that epiphany, it even says in the description of the feature, work with your DM. Again, working with your DM, very helpful. Since you would have to get your DMs okay as a placeholder for that particular feature, we can just for now say that while he was in the magical area, he had some sort of epiphany about the islands or maybe the magical connection to other places. Maybe there's some deep magic that's starting to have too much power or too little power. Maybe things are starting to fall off of that magical network and they're not supposed to be falling off. These things can really help with your DM trying to have your background put into the story more. And the last little bit is just equipment. We can just sum this up really quick with our focus. We picked a totem focus. So for that, we can just have the basic idea of at the magical place, our gnome found a really old carving and has kept that around and that's the casting focus. It helps him keep a connection to that magical place. And then for our club, we can either keep going with the magical place or we can branch out since we have heavily invested in that little magic circle. We can go further away and say that our gnome was able to get a stronger club from before they decided to stay away from the majority of the other residents. Maybe it's something that was a really high quality piece of wood from one of the cargo ships that was dropping off things for trade. Maybe it's where they saw the piece of wood drop off and they picked it up whenever everyone was just leaving it. And they took it to a friend who pointed out that it was really high quality. There we go. We just now came up with a friend in their background to be able to give them the weapon. Now to put all this down in writing for a really quick thing, a gnome from the Gnome Islands that used to watch the docks and pick up interesting souvenirs that were left. At some point, they had a calling in the forest away from the little village. They followed that calling until they reached an area they could tell was filled with magic. And in that area full of magic, they decided to clear their mind. And in their time of meditating and keeping their mind clear, they came to realize that they were connecting with other people. 
many of which were elves. And those elves, over time, were able to get him to realize what their language was. In his meditations, he would explore different parts of that magical corner and find magical objects, including one that he very much liked and has kept on his person since to be able to keep a connection to the place. During those meditations, he has realized that the magic connecting him to his friends is not as it was when he started. He's having fewer and fewer of his friends show up for their talks every day. And to be able to find out why, he's decided to explore and get off the island. And that's where he meets the party. There. We just now made a very simple backstory that was written based off of our character's mechanical background. We let the mechanics write the character. Like I said, you can do it the other way around. One of our players did do it the other way around. The thing is that since all except for one of the players you have heard have went down the process that I just now did, I figured that would be much better for new people. So I hope you enjoyed that. I hope it was helpful. And I hope that we'll be able to get back to having sessions put up next week. I will continue to do something if we do not. It will maybe be a deeper dive into some of the DM things or maybe be a deeper dive into new player help. But either way, I hope you stick around. Have a good day. Bye.